Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel. This will probably be a pretty short episode, and I guarantee there will be no new information in this episode. This is literally just uh, just reconfirming the same shit that I've been talking about over and over, but it's, like, fascinating to me. I just can, like, like, I could just, I mean, I guess that's the point of this podcast, is I can, I can talk about this or, like, dig into this phenomenon eternally like it is eternally interesting to me the idea that less is more the idea that less work is more productive in the long haul it's it's fucking fascinating you know because like i said ever since the first episode like it's it's what unlocked things for me it's the difference between finishing projects and not finishing projects you know which is literally day and night it's literally success or failure and it's something that i've learned in uh other areas of life too, specifically exercise. Like, man, I miss exercise. I got really into exercise in like 2014. It's going through a real crap fucking winter where everything sucked and exercise totally helped, but, but I overdid it because I have these weird imbalances. I didn't realize at the time. I didn't know I had a curved spine. I didn't, I mean, I knew one of my shoulders was lower than the other one. But I didn't know why, I didn't understand what was happening, and basically like doing push-ups, doing pull-ups, fucking weights, I did the whole thing. And it was great for a while, I felt good about myself, I was looking good. And then I like tore a muscle in my shoulder, like twice actually, where I like saw stars, (laughs) it was bad. And I haven't been able to exercise since in that same way, like in that just charging forward, just pick up the weights and go. Like, it seemed so great, but it wasn't sustainable, you know? Now I've got to be a lot more careful about stuff. It's like the difference between just lifting heavy weights, which is just like a big burst of like, yeah, it feels good, but it's not safe. It's not, it's dangerous, you know? You can hurt yourself, as opposed to like yoga, which uh, you're probably not going to hurt yourself, but it's just, it's not immediately satisfying, you know? It's, it takes a lot more discipline. It's a lot tougher to do the thing that does not immediately pay off and does not immediately in the moment feel all good. That's kind of a side topic. Forget about exercise, this is about writing. So with writing, yeah, it is just that uh, the more productive way to go is the, the lighter weights, you know, is to not push yourself so hard to keep things sustainable, to keep things going, to keep a long-term project alive. Less is more, less work is more productive. So I'm in Toronto, and uh, today specifically isn't too bad. It snowed a bunch, and then it's all melting, so it has that springtime feel. It's kind of nice. But yeah, this is my last week in Toronto, probably my last episode from Toronto, and I'm ready to go. Like, I know I'll get tired of my hometown soon as well, but I'm just ready to get out of here. This city's driving me nuts. And in particular today, I don't know, I guess I... I mean, I, I don't usually... It's hard for me to get enough sleep. It's tough. So I started the day a little bit on the wrong foot, but I still woke up late enough in the day that I didn't get very much sun. Just kind of a drab day, just kind of a pain. Just feel like I'm, feel a lot of pressure on myself. You know, I just felt like, like the atmosphere just felt heavier today. Everything is just vaguely depressing. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I just gotta get out of here. And I mean, this happens everywhere. I talked about it in, uh, Vancouver, how uh, every time I go there <laughs> and the winter time hits, it's fucking depressing as fuck. 
Amsterdam got depressing as fuck. Fucking uh, my last week in Tokyo, last couple of weeks, tons of rain. It was like also like a downer. But there's counterbalances in all those places, you know? Vancouver's got big mountains and cool woods and Amsterdam is just an ancient ass city. So that's just crazy just to even be there. Tokyo's got all kinds of mountains and cool shit you can do. We're here, yeah, there's just no counterbalance. Like when the uh, crushing oppressiveness of the dark, cold winter fucking hits in Toronto, there's just no way to fight back, <laughs> you know? There's the beaches neighborhood, there's Humber Bay, there's High Park. I mean, I think that's kind of it. It's really wearing me down. I'm ready to go. And today in particular, yeah, it's like I got up and I fucking doing work on my laptop and like technically I was getting stuff done I was doing a bunch of stuff today but I just wasn't feeling accomplished and everything was just like Bleh. and then by the time the sun was all the way down it was like 7pm or so and I'm just like god damn it like I just I haven't done any writing yet and I just just want to go back to my stupid Airbnb and just crash out but even though I didn't really sleep enough still too early to go to bed my body would have rebelled against that for sure so I was just like, oh, come on, just walk. Like, it, there's a, like a 20-minute walk from here. There's a Tim Hortons that's... It's great because it's 24 hours, so it's very... Uh, never have to worry that they're closing up. And the walk alone would do me some good. And then I'll just get there and just do a little writing. Just do some, man, just do some. But I was so not feeling it, it's absurd. Like, uh, I was saying in uh, Japan when I was all stressed out about my... Uh, bank cards of my passport and I went on a little mini run of episodes about my my just unstoppable porn addiction that it's just like you know it suddenly hit me that like it really is my coping mechanism for when I just feel like there's too much pressure in the world you know everybody's got it could be drinking could be just watching fucking sitcoms it could be all kinds of things people do to just ease their stress and that's definitely what mine is, is just like, oh, internet porn, hey, whoa. But as I was saying back in those Japan episodes, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, I wouldn't say I'm recovering, that's too strong to say, but it, there is a little bit of up and down with it, where it's like, hey, look, I just feel like I'm doing pretty good to have a few days where I'm, everything's going all right, and then, uh, then days like this, where this was just weird, because usually it's just, internet porn just happens to me, you know? It's not like I'm planning to waste a whole evening with internet porn. It's just that I'm on a computer already, <laughs> you know? You're one step away at all times. It's like, whew, it's like I really feel for people that have like a food addiction, because I bet it's similar. It's like, you know, the thing that you're addicted to is right there all the time. It didn't used to be with porn. It used to be like when you read about like, oh, I was like a crackhead and man, I had to go to Moss Park and I had to find the guy and I had to buy the crack rocks and then I had to go get my paraphernalia and do all this stuff and steal wool and make a fucking pipe and all this fucking crap. I had to jump through all these hoops. That's what it used to be like to be a porn addict. It's like, oh man, I gotta go uptown to the fucking gas station that has all the porn mags and gotta go in and be embarrassed and buy a porn magazine from a guy and spend money and then it's just one porn magazine. It's gonna get boring, you know? Where porn now is like food, it's everywhere. It's like water, it's, you know, there's, there's no stopping. I mean, it's not the same, because food is like the worst one. It's gotta be the worst one, because you can never go cold turkey, you know, you have to eat. That's gotta be like one of the worst modern addictions ever. 
But it sort of feels like that. But anyway, the point is, it's not like I uh, sit down and decide, like, oh man, tonight, tonight I'm gonna give in to my dumb addictions. You know, it just happens. It just, I just fall into it. I'm not mindful enough of my situation and I fall into a trap. But today, I felt so shitty and it's so dark and I just was feeling so, like, put upon, like, heaviness, the heaviness of the world. I'm like, Jesus, is this like what depressed people feel like all the time? This must be the worst. And I was thinking, like, you know what? Fuck it. When I get home tonight, I'm looking at porn all night. I'm gonna do it. I don't care. How long am I supposed to tolerate the pressures of the world without my fucking little escape valve, without my little fucking addiction that eases my fucking my pain? Like, that's how much today sucked. Just sucked. But, now it's later, it's like 10.30 or so at night, I'm walking home. I did a bunch of other stuff at that Tim Hortons, more computery work and did some different shit. I only did writing for like literally 10 minutes. So tiny, just this tiny little thing that I wrote that was just this one little scene that I already have kind of roughed out and I'm right at the end of this chapter I'm working on. So it's like I got this little bit and then there's one more little bit and I think I'll be done. Like tomorrow I'll probably finish this chapter. Maybe I could have today, you know, if I pushed, but it's like, fuck it, you know, cause I, it's okay. I did something today and that's all that matters. Like I've said a million times, I just gotta do something. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention too, yesterday I did nothing. <laughs> cause uh, the day before I was doing my Prison Wallets movie podcast with my friend Ray, it was our final episode of this run. I usually never drink when we do that podcast, but I was like, fuck it, I'm drinking. I drank a bunch, I got all drunk. <laughs> and that fucked me up yesterday. I woke up all hungover and shit. I didn't get any writing done yesterday. So yeah, that was additionally adding to this is yeah, that thing where I miss a day here and there, it happens, but I don't miss two days. I don't because then you miss three days and you miss four days. Like this is just the beginning of the end. Technically missing one day is the beginning of the end, but two is especially because then it establishes the bad habit, the bad routine of it just feels easier and easier. You know, like momentum goes either way. Good habits gain momentum, bad habits gain momentum. So on top of all the shit I was feeling today, I'm like, fuck, I can't. I can't miss another day. I already missed one yesterday. I can't, but I hate this. I hate everything about today. I feel so shitty. So just that little bit of work I did today made all the difference. It broke that chain. It, you know, got me past this roadblock. And also, the thing I wrote was really good. <laughs> like, like, even though I just wrote this little thing, it's this chapter when you someday read this book, where my main character got poisoned and she's all fucked up. And she doesn't know what's going on, her brain is like misfiring, everything is terrible. But what she doesn't realize is she's also unlocking her connection with the space station that she's on. The Ecomulon that I've talked about from way back. This is like where they meet. This is like where the handshake happens. They're on the same page now, but she doesn't know that. She doesn't know what's happening. It's a little bit more abstract than most of the chapters. And yeah, like I usually, I'm not looking for flowery ways to put things or fancy writing. Most of the time I don't like that stuff. But if there's ever a place, this is the place. This is the time. This is the weird chapter where she's having like a fucking hallucination freak out. 
And what I wrote is still not very complicated, but it's just this notion that she has all of the information now that the space station can give her, that this sentient space station is like, she can access all its records and stuff now. But she doesn't know that yet, so she just has this thought of like, what is this, all these weird colors and all this throbbing, pulsing weird shit that's happening? Am I dying? Like, is this what dying's like? Because no one ever fucking described dying like this. And then there's this other part of her mind that's like, nah, you're not dying, you're not dying, you're fine. She's like, how do I know that? Like, I don't know that, I absolutely don't. But there's also this part of my brain that does, (laughs) that I just feel like that's a fact that I know. And the ignorance and the information are just in her head at the same time. And that wasn't in my notes, that's just something I came up with today. And it's just so right, it's just so good. Like, it's the perfect explanation for what's going on. But it's not overly flowery, and it's not overly... It's still pretty grounded, you know? It's still a pretty grounded way to describe this wacky phenomenon. And it's just so good that, again, it's another thing I've described many times that I'm glad when I go slow, when stuff like that happens. Because if I had pushed myself yesterday to write this part, I can fucking guarantee that wouldn't have happened. I just wouldn't have had this thought. I wouldn't have got this scene the way it is. It's another reason why I don't want to push today to do tomorrow's work today because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow I think tomorrow is going to go great because now I'm excited about it I feel good because it's like yeah I'm back on track and I'm right at the end I can see the finish line of this chapter it's like energizing I'm going to feel a lot better tomorrow than I do today I can guarantee it and it's just amazing how how much of a 180 where I just went from everything sucks this all couldn't suck worse to now I feel fine Now I feel great. I did my little bit of work for today. And I guess why I had the uh, exercise shit in my mind at the start is because that is how it feels, is that this was a short amount of work, but it was not a small amount of work. This was not a light workload. This was not yoga. You know, this was heavy lifting. This was a hard day to get those 10 minutes to even do it, to even just fucking go to that coffee shop and sit down and make myself take out my little phone that I write on and to do that 10 minutes that was just like the guy who he's all stretched he's all limbered up he's taken his protein he's been resting since maybe for you know well in my case for a couple of days he's been prepping for this so that he can do the biggest heaviest deadlift there is just you know to get that shit up that's exactly what it was today That was hard to do. That 10 minutes was hard. But then now that I did it, I feel great. I feel good. I did it. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) And and again, I guess because of the exercise analogy, now you got to rest, you know? You did the big heavy weight thing. You can't just do it again. You can't just do that over and over. You tear a muscle. You hurt yourself. It's not a reasonable expectation. And that physical idea is the same with mental work. I did my big heavy lift for today. It's fine. Now I got to rest. Now I got to fucking relax. And tomorrow, then I'll be ready to do another one. And yeah, this idea of the small amounts of work every day and just really trying your hardest to make sure you get work in every day, but not pushing too hard on each given day. Just do as much weight as you can do. And that's, that's what you got in you. And that's enough. 
like, yeah, I've been talking about it for a hundred episodes, but it's, it's fucking remarkable. It's amazing how much better it works and how, I mean, I'm like, was that when I started this chapter 12 and now I'm in the mid thirties, 36, I think 37 is the next chapter. It's working. <laughs> it's fucking working, you know? And yeah, it's amazing how many aspects of life that relates to. Well, like, uh, I mean, and I've just always been interested in Japan, but especially after that little Japan trip, you know, I've been watching even more kind of Japan YouTube videos and stuff. And one of the things that comes up a lot is that their, their work culture, you know, that they work some of the longest hours and they're, you can just tell being there, like the whole society is based on you don't need to go home, you know? If you just want to stay out and about doing work and being out in the world, everything's ready for that. Everything's prepared for that. Everything's going to be open for you. Everything's going to be ready. Work, 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 work. But then if you look at the actual productivity of countries, Japan is pretty far down the list because they're spending a lot of time at work. You know, they're outwardly displaying like, hey, I'm at work. I'm part of the team. I'm, I'm carrying my weight but they're not actually working all that time because they can't, because nobody can, because that's not a realistic expectation to put on people. It doesn't matter if you're sitting at a fucking computer, like writing code, or if you're building a brick wall, like you need rest. You can only get so much done in the day. And yeah, this idea of work, 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 like it's purely for show. It doesn't actually, it's not possible. You know, <laughs> not only is it just kind of ill-advised or like on the wrong track, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. It's just a big fat lie. And one example I always think of, let me just get video game nerdy for a sec to finish this off. So is this game Dark Souls. If you're a video game nerd, Dark Souls is pretty famous and it's very divisive because it's famous for being very, very hard. And the people that love it really love it a lot. And the people that don't are really upset by it because they feel like, like they're being shut out. Like, oh, why doesn't, why isn't there an easy mode? You know, it's like not fair how hard this game is. This isn't fun. And all you people that like it, you know, you're just masochists. You're just fucking pretending this game is good when you're really just trying to be cool. But Dark Souls really is good. And the fact that it's so hard is a huge part of what makes it so interesting because it it like taught me lessons, you know? First off, it reminded me of when I was a kid and video games used to be insanely hard. So this idea that video games aren't supposed to be like this, like it's, uh, it's really not true. Video games only got easy because of storylines. Like I talked about this in the Evangelion episode. Video games stopped pushing back and it was just neat to play a game again that pushes back, that there is no guarantee you're gonna get to the end of this thing. But to get to the end, it is really tough. It's very strenuous. It's, uh, it's not what you would traditionally call fun. And you really need to learn strategies and coping mechanisms to make it through this fucking hellish experience. And there's two in particular that always stuck with me. Me and my friend Matt played it a lot and we came up with these little mantras about that game. And they just, they're so applicable. All over my life, I always think about these things that I learned in Dark Souls. And one of them is slower is faster. Like, if you try to rush through a game like Dark Souls, you just die and you die and you die and you die. If you just go slowly and you're careful and you're methodical and you think about what you're doing and you're observant, you will die way, way less. And you will get through 
way, way faster. In fact, if you go fast and you just keep crashing and burning, you're just gonna quit. Again, it's just gonna be too much weight. You're just gonna give up. Slower is faster. And we had to like constantly remind ourselves of that playing that game, because like you'd get to a boss that you just can't beat. And you just like, it's because you, you're not in the moment, you're past the moment. You're already expecting yourself to be beyond this, this moment. So you're thinking of the next step when you should be thinking about now. You should be thinking about what's happening right now, focusing on what's happening right now. Take it slow, take it calm, take it carefully, and it will go faster. And not just a little faster, a lot faster. Going slow is faster. And like that applies in this case, you know? Yeah, I'm like two years deep into writing this book, but it's getting done. It's gonna get done. That's way, way faster than my previous attempts, which are just infinite. They never finished. They never got to the end. And the other one is, it's only tough until you do it. You know, you're up against these insurmountable things, this situation that seems impossible. And you try and you try and you try. It takes you 60 tries and it's just like, this is never going to happen. But then as soon as you do it, in this case, like a boss in the video game, as soon as you beat them, suddenly it doesn't seem hard anymore. It's like, fuck, I could do that again. Now I could do that 60 times in a row, which may not be true, but that's how it feels. It's only hard until you do it, until you succeed. And that's true too in life. Like that's why I'm doing this whole podcast. That's why I have this assuredness that I'm gonna finish this novel enough so that I was like, I'm gonna do a podcast about it is because I wrote a nonfiction book available for free at keithcourage.com. I did it, you know, it's only hard until you do it. Once you achieve something, it's like, all right, what's next? What's the next peak? That doesn't seem hard anymore. That seems totally doable. So you just gotta remind yourself that like, there's a whole other world right around the bend. Whatever problem is in front of you, whatever situation is giving you trouble, once you get over that hump, once you get around that curve, it's gonna seem so easy after that. <laughs> and to get there, to get to that next fucking crest on the mountain, to get around that turn, slower is faster. Take it slow and steady, slow and methodical. Don't push yourself too hard, don't push yourself too fast. You'll hurt yourself, you'll wear yourself out, you'll quit, you'll give up, you'll crash and burn. Slower is faster. Guess what the episode title for this one's gonna be called? <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm almost back to my Airbnb. Thanks once again for listening to my fucking rambling. Let's play We Evolve by Mouthwash. I love this band, Mouthwash. They only put out, I think, two albums, but only one album with this singer. There's, their first album is awesome. It's like, I feel like I could score a whole movie just to that album. It's the best. So here's We Evolve by Mouthwash. See you next time. <laughs>